In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was a small boy, I used to really enjoy the Indiana Jones movies. And one that sticks out for this weekend with our mass readings is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Referring to the Ark of the Covenant, as far as dimensions and how it looked, they did a really good job of representing how it would have looked like in real life. But there was one part that they got wrong, which is the simple fact that, of course it's a fun movie, that's a given, but the fact is, the Ark of the Covenant is lost. Purposefully, it's been lost for the rest of our existence, of mankind. And the reason being is because we have a new Ark of the Covenant, who is actually not a what, but a who, who is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now this ties in with the assumption that we are remembering today, and it ties in with the importance to how it affects us now. So there's, there's a lot of really cool typology, Old Testament being fulfilled in the New Testament, that you see in this. This is one of those things, the assumption that our Protestant brethren say, you know, well, it's not in the Bible, so how, why do you believe it? It's like, well, if you hear a lot of these connections, you'll see it very much is in the Bible. Now, there is a vast array of Mass readings we could have used for this Mass. The ones for tonight were specific for the Vigil Mass. There are different ones for tomorrow's Mass, Mass during the day. The ones for Mass during the day really bring out the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, her as the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Gospel for that, for tomorrow, it's the Visitation. Mother Mary visits St. Elizabeth and her cousin, who is really pregnant, with St. John the Baptist. Before even diving into that, think of the Ark of the Covenant. Think of when it was first built. And when it was first built, it was placed in this tent. And this tent's called the meeting tent for the nation of Israel. Now, there was a cloud that descended over this tent. It overshadowed the tent. It was God's presence. In the New Testament now, with the Blessed Virgin Mary, with the Annunciation, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, and she conceived our Lord in her womb, our Lord Jesus Christ. The same verb from the Old Testament, same verb is used in the New Testament to describe this reality. Here in this gospel, the visitation account, Mother Mary seeing St. Elizabeth, we hear of her going out in haste to a town of Judah. Now this is likened to King David, the famous King David from the Old Testament, he too ran out in haste into the country of Judah. For what reason? To seek out the Ark of the Covenant. Then we have Mother Mary uh, talking to St. Elizabeth, and in St. Elizabeth's womb, her baby, St. John the Baptist, leapt for joy. Now, that is likened to King David. When the Ark of the Covenant came into Jerusalem, King David let for joy. He was dancing, he was singing. We heard a little bit of that actually in the Old Testament reading we have for tonight. So now the new prophet, St. John the Baptist, let for joy at the Ark of the Covenant that was just barely out of arm's reach because he was in his mother's belly, right in front of him, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Next, we have St. Elizabeth, where she cries out in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. King David, 
back in the Old Testament now again, King David also shouted out with praise to God of the Ark of the Covenant coming into Jerusalem, mimicked now by St. Elizabeth. Now what's beautiful with that small little text, we hear, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. That's part of the Hail Mary prayer. Hail Mary prayer is very scriptural. And what's fascinating is the small detail right before it. Cried out in a loud voice. We usually pray the Hail Mary softly, rightly so, with love and reverence. But the first time that that was ever proclaimed, it was shouted <laughs> because it was a prayer of praise, of saying, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, the Ark of the Covenant containing the Holy of Holies within her very womb. Just jumping to the conclusion of the gospel for tomorrow, it states rather quickly, Mary remained with her, St. Elizabeth, for three months and then returned home. King David, with his time, the Ark of the Covenant was in the household of Obed-Edom, it's a hard name to pronounce, Obed-Edom from the Old Testament for three months. And then finally, the Ark of the Covenant came home, it came to Jerusalem. Mother Mary, being the Ark of the Covenant, she was with her cousin for three months, and then she came home. Now, it's kind of fun little uh, timeline thing here. Why was she there for three months? Well, St. Elizabeth was six months pregnant with St. John the Baptist. She waited until he was born, and then she went back to home. She went back to her husband, St. Joseph. Now, this all comes together in one of the more famous readings from the uh, New Testament now, the book of Revelation. You hear from that text quite awesomely about the Ark of the Covenant. Remember the old Ark of the Covenant. It was lost. The prophet Jeremiah, he grabbed it out of the temple because it was being invaded by the Babylonians. So he wanted to save it. He hid it in a mountain in a cave. And then the location of the cave was lost. And it was lost forever. Until St. John, the author of the book of Revelation, wrote this. God's temple in heaven was opened. And the ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. And immediately it says this. A great sign appeared in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child. In the vast history of the faith, church fathers especially so, saying this is the Blessed Virgin Mary, this is the new Ark of the Covenant. Now this all comes home today with the assumption because she, from the book of Revelation that was just read, is in heaven. She is in heaven, body and soul. This is affirmed even a little bit more in the responsorial psalm. The responsorial psalm from Psalm 45 says, The queen takes her place at your right hand. Well, where is the throne of our Lord Jesus Christ? It's in heaven. Now, who is his queen? Usually you would think kings and queens, the, the wife of the king is the queen. But for the nation of Israel, that was not their normal pattern. Their normal pattern was that the mother of the king was the queen. 
popularly known as the Queen's Mother. The Queen Mother. So now we have another affirmation. The Queen Mother. She's apparently at the right hand of the King. Well, the King's in heaven. His throne's in heaven. So Mother Mary has to be in heaven too. Body and soul. Now, that's all cool. How does it affect us today? It affects us today because we have two people that are body and soul in heaven. Our Lord Jesus Christ and Mother Mary. Our Lord Jesus Christ did all the immense hard work to get us into heaven. And we also have one exceptional advocate to help us get to heaven. And that is his mother. Like any mother, she wants what's best for her children. That's you. Your Mother Mary's children. Mother Mary wants you to be with her son so badly. So much so that she will always, always pray for you. She can literally whisper into the ear of her son your petitions. So we do indeed depend on our Lord Jesus Christ to help us get to heaven. But right up there, next to him, literally seated on his right, is his mom, is your mom. And she desperately wants to help you get close to her son in heaven too. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.